0: No, no, no. now your weekly dose of inspiration inspiration perspiration, perspiration perspiration and just the right amount of bull defecation <laughs> the get you some radio show with your host the vice president of making shit happen terry lancaster hey
1: everybody welcome to the get you some radio show i am your host terry lancaster now I'm, uh, I'm pretty active on social media, so you follow me, you probably know a little bit about that, and I've been doing it for a little while, and one of the things I run into when I'm talking to people about social media, and especially when I'm talking to someone who's not quite as active, is they tell me that Facebook friends aren't real friends, that that's not the same thing, that that's just people playing around on Facebook, and it's, got, uh, it's, it's, not, it's just not the same. And I think that's dead false. Number one, one third of all marriages these days begin as online relationships. And number two, I know for a personal fact that they're real relationships. Today's guest, I've been connected with on Facebook for about seven or eight years. Now, we've never met. I live in Tennessee. He lives in Colorado. We're half of three quarters of a continent apart. But we've never met, but we've been on social media. And we're, we're not did not actually engaging all the time. But we've been there through thick and thin for seven years. And uh, just a couple of months ago, I had an opportunity to meet him when I was in Colorado. And I tell you, when I met him in person, it was like old home week. It was hugging and, hey, how you doing? I mean, it, was, it was like an actual friend. So anyone who tells you that a Facebook friend isn't a friend, they're not doing something right. Either Facebook or friendship. Today's guest is Mike Phillips, my friend from, uh, from uh, McCloskey Motors, McCloskey Imports in, uh, in Colorado there. And we're going to be talking with Mike about social media. We're going to be talking about building a vision for your employees, for your customers so that everything mishes and mashes because the work experience and the buying experience are completely interwoven. And we're going to talk about creating content and creating your brand and building you on the internet. We'll be right back with that after this. Make more friends, sell more cars. 97% of car shoppers say they would prefer to know their salesperson before they ever set foot in the dealership. People buy from people they know, like and trust. And they refer their family and friends to people they know, like and trust. Visit TerryLancaster.org to learn how your sales staff can get more reviews, more referrals and more repeat business by building better, stronger, more authentic relationships online and in real life. TerryLancaster.org. Hey Mike, how you doing buddy? (laughs) Wait, Hello everyone. Is, hey, that, is this
0: how we do it? <laughs> That's how we do it man.
1: Uh, jazz hands, jazz fingers. I I, I got three daughters so got, we watch uh we watch uh what is it uh Pitch Perfect and all that and they got the jazz fingers going on so I'm used to seeing that so this is jazz hands. That's how Mike uh starts starts his podcast every week.
0: I start literally every show that way. Hello everyone. Hey yeah. welcome to and then I go off on my show and it started Terry because I was getting online and and i was searching for what is a good way to intro it you know you because facebook or or whatever live platform it just starts right and so it was like okay what's the what's the start point how can i signal that it's time to go yeah and i started with hello internet and good morning facebook and if you watch some of my older videos and my wife says, just greet everyone. Don't make it so hard on yourself. Right. And so that's, that's what it's become. And so over time, you know, meeting guys like you and, and many other people, people that I've come in contact with, that's kind of the thing. Everyone goes, hey, Mike, how you doing? <laughs> so.
1: Yeah. So how long, how long have you been doing this? You started your podcast. So you started that how long ago?
0: My first podcast was an audio podcast. I started back in 2010. I did that for about two years. And it was titled Reignition. And it was all about motivation and getting fired up and jazz hands. and and uh, But it was just audio. And yeah. then I took a brief hiatus from that. And then I restarted uh, kind of dabbling in podcast 2016 and got into it full force where I'm doing some form of podcasting or video just about every day. I started doing that yeah. uh, a little bit over a year ago. All
1: right. Now, we were talking about this earlier, and this is one of the things I'm talking about when I, when I start, to peop, uh, when I'm training people about breaking into content creation and creating uh, content to get their message out there. And uh, the line is that the story you tell the world changes your world, and it changes your world because it changes the way people look at you, but just as importantly, it changes the way you look at yourself and this is a conversation that you and I've had about the uh, the show that you do in the morning you do a bible verse every morning and you started doing that tell us about tell us about that how you started that why you started that and how it's impacted you not necessarily your audience
0: absolutely thanks terry i i started about uh, long about March, maybe. And it, I just it was one of those that I think the idea was stuck into my brain said, hey, you should get on. I've always been a person of faith. And I was talking to my wife, it was a Sunday afternoon. And I said, you know, I feel like I think I should get online and use this forum to share my faith and share that in a connecting way with other people to, to kind of get the word out. And there were some people, I talked to some people off and on and in the prior weeks that knew about the Bible, but they didn't know how to get into the Bible and how did they celebrate their faith and share that light and, and that kind of stuff. And so I said, I think I'm just gonna go online and start this. And I announced it, I think on a Sunday, I did it on my podcast, said, hey, join me for the next 30 days, I'm gonna share a Bible verse. And I I didn't know exactly what it was going to start. I just, I I didn't go by any particular um, calendar or any particular, you know, set of devotionals. I I just opened the Bible and cracked it open. I still have right sitting next to my desk right now, my every man's Bible. But I I said, okay, I'm going to do it every day for 30 days. And so as I started it doing that, I started it just as a way to share Mm-hmm. And it started to rekindle and relight that fire. It maybe reminded me of a few things that I'd forgotten. Well, I was a, a week, 10 days into doing it. And then the, the magic happened that I have, I have three kids. And my, young, my oldest one has been very rooted in his faith. And, and he and I have connected in that way. But my younger two, I have an 11-year-old and I have a six-year-old little girl. And this became a way, they started asking me questions. That, mm-hmm. hey, why are you doing this? What's the Bible about? How does how does that work? They, they, you know, we, we attend church, but they hadn't been into it on that level. So right. it started to impact me and my family as a way to connect. So we started, you know, as I think would be great for every family, we started before they go to bed each night. We started reading one chapter, starting at the front and just reading it directly through, which, uh, and we're reading a New Living Translation version, but it it does start to bring up some things. They they'll ask some questions. Well, what is that? You know, because it it does talk about sex and some other things in the Bible that it it leads to a whole different type of conversation that you can have with your kids. Especially, you know, I have eleven year old boys. So when he's starting to ask that, well, what does that mean? It's like, okay, well, I guess we're going to start that conversation. Which it's a healthy way to do it. There's mom there, dad there. You'd yeah. rather have that conversation with them then having their friends have that conversation with them. And, and we're taking yeah. it from a biblical sense rather than just some random conversation off the street. So we started that, and then I worked through it, got to the uh, end of my 30-day uh, challenge, if you will. And I was just calling it 30 days of Bible verses. And there was a break for about three or four days. I had several people that said, man, you should keep doing that. And so all in one weekend, I started a Facebook page, came up with a logo, uh, set up a, a website for, for it and titled it Morning Verses with Mike. And every, every weekday, 6.15, I get up, I share a Bible verse, I share my perspective on it, I share how it's impacting me and hopefully how it will impact others. And just start, you know, the goal is to start the day positively and motivated with people. I really focus on the positives that, that I see and feel in, in the Bible and in my faith, you know, because there's, there's the other side of it in the Bible as well, where God is, you know, fair and just and has to, you know, dish out punishment. It's for for the moment. That's not what it's about for me. That's not where I'm at in my life. And so those yeah. that's, it, it doesn't mean that I'm trying to to glaze over that or just share the positive and, and coated side of Christianity. That's not what it is. It's just to share that positive, motivational, kind of devotional with other people. And then off we go. That's that's the whole motivation, and and it has. It's definitely reignited something with me. I I get up earlier now, and I'm having, I have kick butt positive days every day. man. Great. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and so it's it's impacted you, and and I had a kind of a similar situation. Similar situation. I uh, 30 day challenge. I, I challenged myself not to drink for 30 days, and that was five years ago. So and and I started blogging about some of the changes that I made in my life, and that. It's, it's a big feedback loop. As people started paying attention, and then I started paying attention, then it, it affected me, and then it also affected other people. So what you're doing is also building you a tribe, building a community, building uh, people who, who you are helping with their motivation uh, around the world, and then you're helping yourself and your family right there.
0: Absolutely. No, and it's just been all around. There is nothing but positive that's come. Actually, there have been one or two people that, and not to, to focus on the negative, Terry, but I've had one or two people reach out and basically say that I'm doing it wrong. I'm sharing right. the wrong message from the Bible. And I'm like, maybe, right. maybe you should reread the Bible, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, I, that, that's just my two cents. You know, I think everybody has a, a little bit different uh, way that it impacts them at different times in their lives. And
1: that's exactly what you're doing. You're sharing your perspective and every, and your perspective is just as valuable as anyone else's. And that's the great thing about the platform that we have now is we have a platform to share our perspective and, and to create this community and to, uh, and to have interactions. I, uh, I told you before we started, I, uh, I started the show specifically because I wanted to have interesting conversations with interesting people. And I, you know, I didn't know where it was going to go, didn't know what was going to happen from that. But I wanted to share my opinions. I wanted to hear other people's opinions and, and, and take that and, and mold it into something greater. And and the thing is, it helps It helps me, it helps you, and it helps the people watching. That's the entire goal.
0: Absolutely. And if it, I think a lot of times what people don't realize, people feel isolated. They think, well, I'm the only one. Mm-hmm. They think, well, it, oh my gosh, you know, like trying to understand the Bible understand faith. I, I had people reach out because they knew kind of how I was engaged in it. And they said, well, I don't know where to start. And they felt like they're the only person they're isolated. So it's one of those, like you're saying, especially with social media, it allows you to, people realize, no, if if I'm having this issue or you're having this issue on camera or you're not having that understanding or you're not being able to connect and engage just right, if it's affecting one person, it's affecting hundreds, thousands, millions of others.
1: Yeah. And that, that's that's the great thing about this this interconnectivity that we have now is that any community, whether it's two or two million, you can you can find each other and, and you can form that from there. And you 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 work for McCloskey Imports in uh, in Colorado there, and you you also work with the social media for the store. Tell us about that and how the content that you create and everything that you do with the store and how that's broadened the horizons for uh, for the dealership.
0: It- Well, yeah. So I'm with actually the whole company. It's McCloskey Dealerships. It's McCloskey Imports, Truck Town, Appearance Center. We've expanded some over over the years. But we uh, so officially I've been there. I'm in my 15th year now and I am the digital marketing executive. And so we do quite a bit on social. The interesting thing is people are people. So Mm -hmm. people are the same people on social media that are engaging on radio and engaging on TV. And as as I've talked with some other people, the interesting thing is, while I am so heavy into the digital portion of it, the owner and I, Joe McCloskey Mm -hmm. and I, still have a lot of conversations about how impactful the Traditional media still is because right. when we're calling people, people say, "Yeah, I saw what you were doing on social." Like I think social is sometimes the connector; mm-hmm. it's the connecting piece. They hear the, uh, and, and we don't necessarily run the traditional car dealer ads, but they hear the ad on the radio and they get that perception, and then they go and they check you out online and they say, "Okay, they seem real," and then. That connectivity piece is the social media piece. They go on and they say, Are these people really who they claim to be? Mm-hmm. Are they really doing what they see they'll do on this commercial? And so that's where I see it at bridging the gap and bringing everything together. So, you know, we, we have been early adopters for, you know, internet when we were doing AdWords, we, we've been doing Facebook advertising, for example, since 2010. Mm-hmm. At one point, no, nobody was doing Facebook advertising in two thousand and ten. You know it just yeah you know, maybe two thousand and eleven whenever they were first launching kind of their ad platform, which is significantly different than what it is now, right we were, we were dipping our toe in the water because we said, "Well, there could be something here, and now, at this point, we spend thousands of dollars on Facebook advertising because it it 's where the eyeballs are at, and people see it, and then they go and they check out where you 're at on that social media. Uh, piece and they go and they check out your social media platforms and they check out your pages and they say, okay, yeah, this is really who I thought it was. And the nice thing that the thing that I think is so strong about social media and digital advertising right now is it allows seamlessly and automatically for people to initiate the conversation from wherever they're at, whenever they're at, like right now, real time. Mm-hmm. Radio, they hear you on the radio, then they've got to either go to a website or pick up a phone and call mm-hmm. or text, right? Right. They, they see a TV commercial. They're not in that moment. Yeah. You know, maybe with connected TVs, some of that's coming down the line. But if they're on social media, they're, I mean, for goodness sake, you probably have your phone right there in your pocket. I got my phone right here, right?
1: I'm, I'm sure everyone does.
0: Yeah. So you, you they have their phone right there or they're sitting, you know, they're watching something like this and ad pops up somewhere else. They have, they, the customer, the potential customer, has the opportunity to actually create a real interaction and engagement, real time, right now, from wherever they're at. They don't have to stop or do anything, else if that makes sense. So, I think the, the social media and the digital aspect, I think, personally, I think you still need traditional media, yeah, I think you still need you know radio and TV and you know billboard signs. People still drive by and see billboards. We still have our hand in all kinds of advertising. I think there's still a benefit to all of them, depending on where the dealer is at, what the business is, you know, what the business model is, and so forth. I think there's still an opportunity for all of those. I'm sorry. Go
1: you, got, you got to use pretty much every, every tool in the shed. And social media is, is the most traditional of all digital medias because it is a part of people's lives. And I, I'm an old radio guy. I've been selling, I sold radio right out of college. I'm an old disc jockey, well, as yeah. you are, the old disc jockey club. And um, that was the great thing about radio is that it was interwoven into the fabric of people's lives. And that's exactly what social media has done is come out. It intrudes in people's lives no matter where they are, no matter what they're doing, it's kind of always there. And uh, you're talking about people, the interaction. This is a, such a huge deal in the media world now, the two screen experience. When people see something on TV, they pick up their phone and investigate or contact or reach out. Okay. And it's, it's so that there's two, there's two things going on at the same time. And whether they're, they hear a radio and they, they, they pick up and go to there, the so, like you said, the social media is the connector. But And, and people are wondering, well, are they all that? Are they everything they say they are? And the important thing about social media is that you have to be all that. You have to be authentic. And you have, you have to present the same message everywhere to everyone. So you just can't fake it. And that's one of the things that you do at the dealership is, is kind of mold, mold some of the culture there that you've got going on, making sure everyone's that's on the same page. Everyone's doing the same thing. Everyone's leaning toward the same goals. And you guys have the mother of all goals. So the, what is it, McMogue?
0: <laughs> yeah, we call it, uh, in our store, it's called the McMogue. And b- before I go on to the McMogue, one of the things you said, you can't fake it on social media. Right. And, and not to, to backtrack, but one of the yeah. things I think you cannot fake it on social media because there's no filter. Mm-hmm. Right? There's no, that like somebody can yell at the radio, but it never makes it back to you it never makes it to somebody else someone can get ticked off at a football game and yell at the tv but really how much impact is that making other than on their immediate family that's in the room with them (laughs) oh man i saw that dealer and they're if they're frustrated with the dealer they can be frustrated when the commercial comes on in social media the reason you've got to be authentic and legitimate is because there is no filter it gives people a voice if if you're not congruent with what you say you are the person jumps on and says oh yeah watch yeah. this right and they got their keyboard and off they go <laughs>
1: well and I, I love uh, we'll let you get on but the, the, I love this part is you can actually run an ad and people will comment on your ad saying no, you know he's lying that's not the way it is I went there and they were they, they were they were crap and all the yeah, and, and then you're, they're, they're, you're you're spending money, and they're 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 piling on, and you're paying people to, to spread that message. So
0: yeah, <laughs> it does happen. So yeah, so you asked, the McClo- we have what is called the McMog in our stores. It's the McCloskey mother of all goals, and what the McCloskey mother of all goals is, it is our vision. It's our mission. It is something that goes throughout our entire dealership, and we do a kickoff meeting each year. Our owner, Joe, gets involved with the McMoog, and, and we basically, you know, we have flyers printed up so that everybody in our stores is moving in unison towards one common goal. We have our goals set for the year. Normally by October, we have our goals for the remainder of the year all laid out, and we are... Uh, just moving in unison towards that. So like this year, our start was, okay, we got to figure out how to get 2018 and 2018. And that was the initial right. goal coming out. And so everybody in our store knows that. And it's easy because it's 2018. So everybody in our store knows that. And that's kind of our mantra and what mm-hmm. we're talking about. And then we come out with, with basically three different um, We have three different pinpoint targets that we're going after. For example, this year, our our number one is that we want to create an excellent and engaging customer experience. Our second one is that we want to create very strong repeat and referral business. I see in general in automotive for many people that are – talking about what's going to happen in 2018, like what's the magic bullet in 2018, it's repeat and referral business. Right. That's, I think, one of the biggest ways for people to make an impact on their on their dealerships and on their uh, automotive business. And then our third pinpoint target is to, to really bolster and grow our, our automotive service business this year.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, let's dive into two of those. Let's talk about creating a great customer experience and how creating a great customer experience boost the repeat and referral business
0: absolutely so you know customer experience here's and and i can't tell you specifically where i heard this but it's probably not my original thought we can (laughs) claim it like that on this show but customer experience starts before the customer has ever contacted your store right it starts when they do see your advertisement. It starts when they do hear the radio ad. It starts when they see you on social media. Then it's either enhanced or it's broken at the point they decide to to reach out and start to engage, whether it's the submission of a lead form, whether it's picking up the phone and calling, whether it's starting a, a Facebook messenger conversation. You know, at, at that point, you're, each time, the way that we kind of think of it, each time that the customer's reaching out and moving closer to coming in to engage with you for that purchase. Mm-hmm. You're either, you, you remember the game with, with your kids, you know, they'd throw the balloon in the air and you try and bump the balloon up. Like, boop, boop. Yeah, boop, you know what I'm talking about? Right, right. So so it's kind of like that, you know, the customer starts off and they go, well, maybe I'll go in and, and they look at the ads and then the social media experience is all congruent and it's like their balloon goes, boop, it gets bumped into the air. And then they call you and the person on the phone actually knows what they're talking about. Greets mm-hmm. them with a smile. You can hear the smile come through their voice. They lead them down a path, invite them into the dealership, qualify them properly over the phone for what vehicle that they're, they're looking for or financing or whatever that conversation, wherever that conversation goes, that person that's answering the phone has the opportunity to take the balloon and go whoop, bump it up in the air again, yeah. right? Yeah. and then you know next thing is if you've invited them into the dealership now they're they're coming down to the store when they get greeted face to face you know either by a receptionist or by a salesperson or or whatever the culture of of that particular store is it's again the opportunity hey for us thank you so much for coming into mccloskey motors we know you have a lot of places you can choose to shop we really appreciate you i mean that are we have a, a 20 foot rule. If you're within 20 feet of the customer, it's your responsibility to greet them. It doesn't matter if you're the, the lot porter, the receptionist, mm-hmm. the title clerk, the salespeople, you know, it, it's your responsibility to greet that individual, thank them for coming to the dealership and make sure that we have had the opportunity to serve them. And so when somebody, you know, that they're being served right then. So again, if it's the title clerk popping out there and says, Hey, has someone already, uh, been working with you it's there's the balloon keeps it up in the air versus everyone walking by and making the assumption well this person and you've been in stores like this yeah i've visited stores like this where somebody will walk into the showroom they're sitting there waiting and everyone makes the assumption oh well they're waiting on service so the person's standing around going hey can I get some help? Hey, is there someone here? Yeah. Hello. (laughs) No one's actually engaged them and greeted them and thanked them for coming in and just asked the simple question. Hey, has someone served you? So it's like a lead balloon (laughs) crash and burn, you know? So I think you have so many different touch points to create engagement with that person. And those touch points throughout that process, are every one of them is creating an experience. It's either a good experience or a bad experience. There's no real monotone experience in automotive. I don't think it's 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 uh, it's,
1: it's it's bilateral. It's either good or it's bad. There's 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 no in between. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's you you talked about that it's for every person whether it's the lot porter or the title clerk or or the sales manager or who, whoever's out there everyone has to be in, involved in this and in, and in marketing four plus four equals five it's the uh, it's synchronicity is, is what it all is but it, it connects with everyone and we we talked about a lot about the dealership and 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 the stuff that they're doing but let's bring it down to the individual and of course this show is for individuals it's pe- people helping people and we got people watching this and we have a lot of of general managers and, and entrepreneurs and business owners watching this, but a lot of it is, is are salespeople, and salespeople are struggling how to to use a lot of the new technology and how to, to get their foot out there and 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 form their own, create their own content and do their own thing. And I promise everyone who watches the show, if they'll spend 25 minutes a, sh- a week sitting down with me and uh, listening to the Get You Some Radio Show, watching it and watching my guests, they're going to walk away with one or two things that they could do in their life today, right freaking now to start making their lives better to create health happiness and prosperity for themselves for the customers for their employees for everyone so uh we'll, we'll go with this mike what what's something what's your action step what can people do today as soon as they put down their phone to make their lives better
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna give three things i thought of one while we were talking all right you could you could edit it out later if you want. I give three <laughs> number one when we, because we're talking so much about social media yeah so many people want to be everything to everybody. They go, oh, there's 40 different social media platforms and I got to be on all of them. No, right. you don't. You need to be on one yeah, or two. It's really, really strong. Pick one or two that you can connect with and be really strong on and learn it. Mm-hmm. You know, get somebody that will teach it to you or in, invest in, yeah, I mean, there's online classes all the time when it comes to, to social media and different platforms, but pick one or two and really, really learn it, get fully invested. And if it's not something you can get yourself behind, find a different one. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many social media platforms that are free that if, if you will put yourself out there, you're gonna connect with your audience, whoever your audience is, as a, like as a salesperson, for example, yeah. on that platform. So that's, that's the first one I would say, because we're talking a lot about social media.
1: Uh, for the record, I just deleted Snapchat off my phone this weekend. I just decided it wasn't it wasn't ever working. wasn't going to get there. I only was connected with my wife and my three daughters. I'm over. I'm over Snapchat.
0: Yeah, I think we're in our family. We're kind of over it too. It was a novelty for a time, but I'm kind of past that too. Second one I would say is people have got to get out front. If it's somebody that's in management or it's someone that wants to be in management that is watching or listening to this show right now you have to remind yourself that you've got to get out front. You've got to manage by walking around. You can't manage from behind a desk. You've got to go out front and see what your people see. You've got to go out front and see what your customers see. We get so accustomed to looking at the tail end of cars from behind our desk. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you got out front on the main drag where your customers are driving by and looked at the headlights and see how the cars lined up. Are they angled properly? Are Man. they twisted the right way? Can you read the stuff? Yeah, it, it's one of those simple steps, but it and it ties right in with traditional advertising, lot display, you know, mm-hmm. but not just lot display. It's really getting out front, and that ties into my third one, which is you got to engage with your people, with the people that are either working for you or alongside you, and you got to engage with the customers. You yourself, don't assume that somebody else is just going to do it, and that they're going to do it as well or better than you will, you, they may be able to. You you may be able to train them to get to that point. Mm-hmm. You know, but initially, people would rather see a sermon than listen to one on the radio. I'm a firm believer in that. So, right. so be the sermon. You know, get out front, talk to people, engage with them. And engage with
1: them and interact with them and, and form a, an honest human connection. I mean, I'm, I'm a firm believer that if you can form a couple of real live human connections a day, if you can have an honest human moment a couple of times a day, it, uh, I mean, that, that, that will amplify everything
0: in your life. Absolutely. When we were talking right before we got started, and that's one thing for myself I'm very deliberate in is connect with one or two people live people, not social media people, and, and I'm all for social media, you're all for social media, but one or two live people, make a genuine human connection with them for five or 10 minutes. Yeah. That's all it takes. It doesn't even have to be about the business, but about, you know, what what was going on this weekend? How's everything going with the family? Like if you genuinely get to know your people mm-hmm. and you know what drives them, you can pull more out of, of those people than you ever imagined possible. Because They'll trust you. They'll have your back. They want to have a vested interest in you because you had a vested interest in them.
1: All right. Thanks, Mike. Thank you so much. Now, if someone wanted to get in touch with you about all your various enterprises and content or, or, or come by a car at McCloskey, how did they get Absolutely. in touch with Mike Phillips?
0: Well, I am on just about every social media platform. I know I said get, pick one or two, but I am on all the, the major ones and it's uh, the forward slash lead the team. Or you can check out my website is leadtheteam.net or my YouTube, leadtheteam.tv. And certainly, I respond to those comments, respond to those emails. My, my phone numbers are listed there. You can reach out anytime. I'll, I'll certainly reach right back.
1: And I, I, I recommend that everyone connect with Mike. And when you do bump into him somewhere, somehow, it'll be like old home week. Mike, thank you so much. One more time, jazz hands. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. appreciate you, buddy
0: getcha some radio you've been listening to the getcha some radio show subscribe today at terrylancaster.tv to hear more episodes win valuable cash and prizes and get free training to help you create an army of buyers who know like and trust you before they've ever even met you it's a big wide world boys and girls get out there and getcha some